Hopefully it works. <laughs> well, Jeff can't complain. Because he's not here. We're taking over. It's our show now. Let's see what we got going on here. Supposedly mm -hmm. we're live, but I haven't seen anything yet. So anything I have not gotten a notification. Anybody can hear us in chat. Chime off. Say hello. Oh yeah, there's the Discord. <laughs> hey, anyone there? I think we're there. We're there. We are cool. I think so. There it is. Excellent, guys. We are live and it is an absolute pleasure to be here we're excited to be hosting the first talking heads ever without <laughs> captain of this ship um guys hey welcome to talking heads this is episode 195 your once weekly live show for the latest in beer and tech news i'm rhett i'm john thank you for all for joining us this wednesday night or hey thursday morning if you're listening to this on podcast form, uh, if you've never seen the show, we talk beer, we talk tech, we talk games, pop culture, entertainment, and you can bet your butt we're going to talk about some Star Trek, too. Hey, if you send us some super chats, we're going to make sure that all of them are read on the air as long as you don't demonetize us. We're going to be drinking a couple of beers on the show, but we will try to keep it family friendly. If you're drinking along with us, alcoholic or not, chime off in the chat. So we can get some early show shout outs. And if you want to get access to the super secret chat and even more super secret after party, please consider joining the Patreon. The link is down below in the video description. Minimum contribution of $1 per month gets you access to Craft Computing's exclusive Discord server where you can chat with uh, the hosts of Talking Heads, <laughs> including me and John over here. And, you know, not least of all, Jeff, of course. Yeah. And, that? uh, we got a great community over there, and I know many of you are in the chat, so chime off. Tell us what you're drinking. John, what about you? Uh, I will be drinking a uh, Kingsbury Upside-Down Grapefruit Pineapple. Am I buffering? He's saying I'm buffering. Uh-oh. Uh, am I? Doesn't look like you're buffering to me, but what Doesn't do I know? Like a buffer. Yeah. 720 seems to help. <laughs> Please put this towards your internet. Thanks, big, big spoon. <laughs> I mean, so I, I was thinking as uh, if if I was going to drink this, if Jeff couldn't be here, I mean, I figured I could like have him here in spirit, and we could we could do something like this. If it, if that works, does that work for everyone? <laughs> this work? I think it would have been great if you could have started the show. That I way. Know. <laughs> Can we make this the thumbnail? Can we somehow make this the thumbnail? <laughs> YouTube, thumbnail, please. Right. Make it happen. Uh, this way, Jeff can always be watching us. He can be in the background. <laughs> oh, he's absolutely watching us. <laughs> That's going to be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I have uh, a beer, Kings Brewing Frosé, a pineapple upside down, uh, great and pineapple so upside down grape and pineapple i uh, i don't know anything else it doesn't say anything else doesn't give me abv hmm. oh wait there it is it's like it's white on bright yellow seven percent that's it that's all it tells me okay yeah. the the can looks great the label looks great yeah it's uh kind of like looks like um 
Capri Sun type of thing. It's got the little yellow straw. The yellow on yellow kind of, I don't know if you can see the straw. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, so it, it's kind of weird if you're looking at it really fast. But All right, let's see what this looks like. That's a odd color. It's like a brown. Probably the great. Looks pretty good to me. Oh boy. Smells, smells grapey. Oh, got <laughs> right up the nose. Oh <laughs> uh, well, the aroma's fantastic. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh. That is like. Super um, fruity, jammy, sour type, but thinner. It's kind of, it's good. It's sweet. It's pineapple-y. It's grapey. Kind of weird flavor. What are you, uh, what are you having tonight, Rhett? Well, of course, I'm going to be um, in in the same spirit as John. I'm going to be drinking some some fruity cocktail as well. But I, I poured a cocktail earlier because I, I have no beer. So I'm going to drink a rum and pineapple that I have right above me over here. <laughs> you just ha- happened to have that prepared, did you? Wow, that's a lot. <laughs> no, it's just a tall. It's just a tall. Oh, it's okay. hot down here. I'm wearing a three-piece suit, if you didn't notice. So I guess the buffering issue is pretty bad. Is it? I guess so. But it... <laughs> okay, everybody. Are we back? We should be back. All right. Looks like we're dropping frames a little slower, so hopefully that helped. Anyways, um, let us all know what you think about th- um, 3DFX coming 3D back FX from the grave. Back. When was yeah. the last product that they made? Do you? It was, oh gosh, I, I guess I it says know, returning remember. after 20 years, right at the top of that tweet. So, so it's a 2001. <laughs> yeah, it must have been. Mm. Well. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised with the plethora of graphics cards that Jeff has that he probably even has some of their old ones. Yeah, I you know that's a good question. I bet you he does because one of the things about Jeff is he seems to have all of that twenty to twenty five year old um, stuff lying around. Yeah, absolutely. Like I'm never gonna throw it away or sell it. Yeah, you know. Um, <laughs> he's like, I'll just buy new or use somewhere else. I'm gonna. Put this in a closet somewhere and yeah and when he has to move from house to house or office to office he has all these boxes and they're just graphics cards <laughs> i remember when he moved into that that his this latest place was like you know early or late 2019 he had i think it was like two bins of just like yeah those are just graphics cards and cpus yeah <laughs> <laughs> take bets in the chat does jeff have a voodoo card probably yep. does Probably. I think Steve might at least have a bot. Big Big Spoon wants to go to TikTok Live. No. Sounds like, uh, thanks to Jeff's advice, um, we are doing a little bit better. So um, so you guys know, uh, you know, I took some of Jeff's OBS settings, you know, directly from him, and we didn't stop to think about, um, you know, hardware constraints, network constraints. Um, and so... 
we were just uh, streaming in ridiculously high resolution for apparently what my sad, sad ISP can handle. So uh, I've, I've been talking with them for a while to try and, and get some of that sorted out because um, it's been ongoing for a couple weeks, and it sounds like a lot of people in our area have been having issues with waves. So Time to get that uh, Starlink. Yeah, exactly. Just point it right out of my window. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, anyway, hopefully that's going a little bit better for everybody. Uh, our Anderson, I give, you, I give you guys one job. Oh God! <laughs> oh God! How did he get in here? Oh man! Are you <laughs> on a lake? Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see where I'm at. Hold on. Uh, I am at the ocean right now. How Kicking are you? Back. How are you there and here, Jeff? That is right? impossible. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Wow. Look at that. Amazing. That's, that's uncanny. That is some intense deep fake you got going on there. John. I mean, I know. Look, there's two of you. <laughs> wow. Oh, I, I want to say how fun it is that how seamless it was that Jeff could jump in and <laughs> it detracts nothing from the stream. So thank God you're here. <laughs> I I just I'm more offended that you didn't ask me what I was drinking. So I figured I would just jump you didn't, in. You didn't say in, in the chat. Buffering. Uh, I I figured I would just jump in in between the buffering and say I am drinking a Lagunitas Maximus IPA, Ooh, 9.0 percent. Very good. And uh, gentlemen, have a fantastic show. I'm going to sit <laughs> here and watch the sun go down. Thanks, right, Jeff. You, Jeff. Appreciate have it. Have a good one. Thanks for all your help. <laughs> We're Later, still guys. buffering. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. All right. That Excellent. was fun. All right. That was awesome. Yeah. All right. Should we get into the, the second one? Yeah. No, let, let's let's go ahead and get into the next story here. I think I have it on the correct you one this up time. Your first one. Yeah. So here we go. You might recognize this. Asus and Noctua making a GPU. Together, yes. If you if you didn't recognize the fan colors off the bat, I mean, come on, half of uh, Jeff's builds have Noctua stuff in them, which it is a nice looking brown and khaki, uh, but it does stand out, I think, in the modern day of LED everything, you know, bright everything. So that, I guess that's kind of cool, right? But uh, I'm not a, I don't really know a whole lot about fans of like, oh, this one's way better than that one. Other than, yeah, Noctua just seems to have brown fans. Right, yeah. <laughs> kind okay. of a silly stick, I guess. But they look great. I love the color scheme. And uh, I, I guess it, it it hasn't really been necessarily confirmed or denied. But if you look down here, uh, it does seem as though the wording of an email response kind of confirms that they are partnering up. So um, it sounds like they reached an agreement in July to make at least um one card together um and it looks like oh gosh i don't, I don't, I don't know yeah that. i don't think they said it the cooler might be for a 3070 mm. and so but the pictures that are shown there those are from a custom mod so those aren't like pre-done or or you know uh experimental ones or anything like that those oh. are those are custom oh so although the one on the left uh, kind of looks like something out of like the original Star Wars series. Yeah, I was kind of thinking that myself. <laughs> like, like that would be like a drive on the Millennium Falcon or an X-wing or something like that. Like, 
that that's the coolant that the fan that blows into the cockpit of the driver right <laughs> those colors yeah, it looks pretty slick. It'll be interesting to see what they do. Two great companies that are known for being leaders in their uh, in their fields. So, yeah, it'd yeah. be interesting to see where this partnership leads to or if it just fizzles out and it uh, doesn't go anywhere. So, Don't know. Yeah, I mean, there are I, – I know there is that whole fanboy right. – fan <laughs> boy ask for fans. Um, and, you know, you, you kind of have your groups and you can kind of stay a little bit loyal to them. Um, and knock to a – definitely has that and all of the big tech guys including jeff seem to i haven't heard a bad thing from any of them about noctua right other than that they're really good they're really quiet they do what they're supposed to do really really well and they just have this really odd color to them they don't do the typical led blinged out stuff so it is kind of curious to see is this going to be similar to how these graphics cards kind of look up, look like? Is it going to be blingy or is it going to be dulled down? So right. no, that'll be interesting, you know. And then, then, then we'll see builds to match this. And maybe it is for those people that are trying to do the knock to a fan color schemes. And their graphics cards are like, oh, my graphics card is black and has LED everywhere. It's the <laughs> one thing that stands out. Ugh. You know, maybe. Don't know. Yeah, who knows? Be interesting to see where it goes. Yeah, I think it'll be cool. I mean, partnering with any type of other companies is always cool because then you variety when you're trying to look for graphics cards or any kind of PC part. It is nice to be able to customize your your baby essentially, you know, your computer, your rig. That's a great point. This is, this is mine, and I don't have to mod it because they worked out with all the communities to work with me. See, and then I'm, I'm showing my ignorance here a little bit, but how does a deal like this work for Noctua, let's say, right? Because, mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm not saying that there's not a lot of engineering that goes into fan design, like quite the opposite, right? But like people are spending money to get, you know, uh, RTX 3070. And I guess it's a selling point that they have Noctua coolers on them. But like, does Asus like just, buy the fans outright and so Noctua gets their slice off the top and then Asus is making money on the back end or is this like does Noctua get like a percentage like I wonder how that works in partnerships like this yeah I don't know I I would I would bet there probably are multiple levels to deals like that similar to where yeah I bet the cheap end one is yeah here's our fans just throw the blades on essentially um, I wouldn't be surprised if these would end up being custom, you know, made fans specifically for uh, graph GPUs. Um, you know, and like you said, it doesn't look like it, but the fan blades, I mean, those things have to be like almost laser cut dialed in to be perfect for how they're doing the airflow and how much air to grab and, and all that stuff. I mean, if you ever just look at fans like Best Buy or something, all the different ones, you can't, if you just go buy a box fan, Versus a really nice thing, you'll tell the difference. Right. It's not just the motor that's pushing air out, how the aerodynamics, and there's no difference. Absolutely. So, uh, but yeah, or it could be a deal of just, hey, just throw some generic brown fans on there. Here we go. Not good. You get 5% right. off of every sale and throw your logo on it. Could right. be that too. Don't know. Yeah, it is so, interesting how much, just how important even the shape of the fans can be for that. You know, it's not the same thing at all, but once I was out on a boat 
and the propeller got a little ding in it, just a tiny dent. And all of a sudden, the boat couldn't go anywhere. Oh, it's just, it yeah. was horrible. I mean, just that, just that was enough to throw off whatever physics was happening there that it took us, you know, what took us five minutes to get out, it took us like 20 minutes to get back in. I mean, we were rowing at a certain point. Motor was fine. <laughs> it was just a dent in the blade. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's meant to be streamlined. I mean, you probably, I bet if you like hammered it down, you might've like gone a little bit, but you know, you're going to burn your motor out then. Right. Uh, it, you're, it's, it's airflow. So, I mean, heck, if you've ever even had, uh, do you have, do you have a pet, right? I don't know if you have a pet. I have a cat. You have a cat. So does your, your cat shed a lot or you, you uh, she's not that bad. Oh, okay. Uh, Much better than other ever, cats. Like, like you ever get uh, like hair or dust in just your regular blowing fan? Sure. Yeah. 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 And then if you ever clean them, I mean, your those fans aren't even bent, but you just take the dust off and how much better they work. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just even little, you piles of dust. I mean, that's also why you should clean your PC out every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I try to blow the fans like at least once a month because it, it, the dust is a pretty big problem around here. So. Oh, yeah. No. Well, then I have my rabbit, which is super fine hair i mean it just floats in the wind like tumbleweeds it's and then the fan just sucks up and sticks to it and then you ever try cleaning it off nope it's a pain in the butt it was i it was totally surreal the other day i was sitting in my backyard drinking a beer after a long hard day's work put the kiddo to bed and like this rabbit starts hopping through my backyard and i'm like what the <laughs> hell and it's huge <laughs> It's a huge rabbit, and I'm like, where did this thing come from? And I get closer, and it has a pink collar on it and everything. It's somebody's oh. pet, obviously, but yeah, uh, it was so weird. Uh, I felt like I was in a dream for a moment, like watching that rabbit <laughs> hop around my yard. sitting there with this beer like, oh, my God. Yeah, I was like, what's <laughs> this in this thing? thing? <laughs> yeah. Rainier changed their formula. Oh, mm. man. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, looks like we got a super chat a little bit back, unless I'm mistaken, from Parker Reed. $5. Thank you so much. He says, wait, that's not Jeff. Loving the stream once stabilized. Glad to hear that uh, people are, um, that, that it's working for people. So yeah. um, I was prepared for it to just be a miserable night. So glad it got resolved. Thank you, Well, Jeff, Jeff does need some vacation time. So. He does, yeah. It'd be better if we figured this out so that it was as... Um, as fluid as uh, yeah before possible. So and and then maybe we can uh, every now and then take a load off of him on Wednesdays or something like that. Absolutely, so, this will be good. Well, all right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we're just we're burning through that. these stories. Should we go well, ahead and hit the next one? Yeah, I mean we're not. It's not too bad. We're thirty minutes in, and uh, we had a little bit of difficulty and. Um, you know, we don't have Jeff here to rant about his iPhone history of problems with it and somehow go on that and tell the same story over and over. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, this will be a much more relaxed show. So. Oh, yeah, for sure. See, my goal, just burn through all the news and then we could just, you know, screw around for. Talk about uh, <laughs> Elder Scrolls. Yeah, exactly. Trying to get to that That's Morrowind all... <laughs> uh, tutorial, essentially. Yes. So what we're planning on doing for the last hour is <laughs> Rhett's going to teach me how to install it. And then he's going to walk me through how to play it. In fact. And it, why. <laughs> I might walk why? you through it, but you might just have to watch me play. And when uh, you ask stupid questions, I'm going to just tell And then I'm, I'm going to say, hey, can you stop? Can you turn around? What's that? 
What's that for? What's that for? That's a mud crab, me, John. <laughs> you'll you'll tell me, well that that mud crab there, well, he's got a backstory and it's really deep. And technically he's part of the, the crab history that's been in war with the, the mole people for ten thousands of years, and that is their king. Let's go kill him. There is a unique mud crab in Morrowind that runs a store that buys all of your items for full price. So it's good to get to know that mud crab. <laughs> so it's like, he's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. I guess we'll jump into the next story. We'll jump into the next story. Uh, uh, Rhett, uh, do you use Thunderbolt at all? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> me, me neither. Uh, I don't really have any use for it, uh, at least in my world. But Not yet, for anyway. of you that do, there is a promising um, picture that went up and then disappeared very fast of Thunderbolt 5 and a promise that it might double in speed, basically. Yeah. To uh, 80 gigabits. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty crazy. That but is it- that is. Apparently, while at some sort of uh, Intel event over in Israel, they discovered a way um, to essentially just change um, some of the information they were transmitting in order to essentially like double, yeah, well, I mean, double the bandwidth, I guess, but it's essentially, um, it's still a binary system. And it's a oh good lord I'm sitting here trying to read it like a fool. Yeah, it's it's, it's essentially so it's still a binary system. So the old Thunderbolt was like uh, it can only transfer a single bit at a time. So one bit a zero or a one. Right. I think there's a negative one or something like that. And they figured out a way to send kind of like both. Yeah, they can send um, two at a time essentially to create like a three bit, you know. Signal, signal, and so these three-bit signals almost are kind of almost like binary, zero and one, and they can identify as you know all the the two different transmitted, the minus or the zero or the plus one. So it can transfer basically double the amount by doing a there. That's it right there. Yeah, uh, a triple zero, zero 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 equals minus one and a minus one is zero zero one, minus one and a zero, zero one zero. You know similar to binary so it's, it's kind of an interesting thing um it it was kind of proposed in a shot in the background and a guy on twitter zoomed into the picture noticed it so it's not technically confirmed i don't believe um but uh it was it's interesting when something like that is thrown up and then immediately taken down right uh that's usually like oh we didn't mean to take that picture and that secret's out there and we don't it could be like untested yet. Oh yeah, unproven. this this is the picture right here. It looks like yeah that went up, and so it, it's kind of an interesting thing. Um, but again, I, I don't use Thunderbolt too no. much. Um, so, but that whole idea of sending double uh, the bits essentially, but still being one, was quite interesting and intriguing to me. Right, and they have the three different wavelengths. Right, um, and they're able to send it all via one bit. Right, so, so I think cool. if, if I'm not mistaken, like PAM four is what they use to send on Thunderbolt four, and if you look at this chart, it kind of breaks it down a little bit. It has one cycle, two bits, so that's the binary send. 
But then they found out that by doing two cycles, they could essentially get a three-bit signal like you see up here. And that just allows you to process, you know, information transfer at such a higher speed. You're opening up just more avenues of, of transfer um, where, you know, you didn't have them before. It's kind of interesting because we're going from PAN4 to PAM3, which I believe was in use before for an earlier Thunderbolt um, iteration. But I could be wrong about that. But anyway, they just found out a, a new unique way to use it in order to increase data transfer. So it could be kind of interesting. Of course, this is all based off of, you know, a single um, picture. <laughs> yeah. So, um, um, And they took it down really quick. But um, again, I don't use Thunderbolt. But a lot of people do, and regardless, uh, you know, it has a lot of usefulness uh, out there in computing and in the tech world. So hopefully, some of you listening can get uh, what you need out of this. So. Yeah, and I think uh, I think the USB C uses some form of Thunderbolt, uh, or I think it might be the latest USB C is compatible with, or something like that. Right. Um, oh yeah. Well, and that's it is going to be iterated on USB C still. So don't expect yeah. you know to have to adopt a whole new USB ecosystem in order to get these you know eighty gigabits per second. So yeah. So that's I mean though that's still insane. If you have a Thunderbolt connection and you essentially can do power, I think it was like, wasn't it power and data transfer or something like that. Um, I forget exactly what Thunderbolt is for escaping my memory. But anyways, but yeah, it looks just like USB-C now. Beforehand, I remember Thunderbolt being its own proprietary wire. Right. Um, and now because it's integrated in USB-C, so you just have to, the ports will look the same, but you'll probably have to buy a better, I'm betting a bigger wire. Although I'd be curious because I'm just speaking out loud now because it's, it's that three, um, the PAM three, and if it was used in a previous model, I wonder if you can use an older Thunderbolt wire. Right. I don't think that it changes the composition of the manufacturing at all. I just think yeah. that it's it's the technology they use to compress and send the data is, you know, ha has been updated essentially. So um, could be wrong about that, but that was my yeah. takeaway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So neither of us really have use for uh, Thunderbolt speeds. Um, so I'm I'm sure most of us are just still just standard USB C, you know, for our phones and yeah, yeah. portable hard drives. Nothing nothing um, big corporate eighty gigabits at a time, you know, level of stuff that like this is meant for. Right. Be interesting to see what happens. You know? So Yep. Let's see what we got in chat here. Yeah. Yeah, people talking about the wonky stream still. So sorry. We're we're just it's not the first time uh, talking heads have been wonky, so I, I know you'll deal with it or uh pull through with us. Oh yeah. Hang out hang out with us. Thanks for chilling, guys. Uh I'd be down for a Rhett Morrowind speed run. You grab the scrolls <laughs> of a carrion flight, you jump right into the heart of Red Mountain, and you destroy Dagoth Ur within minutes. It's the way to do it. Um, I've never done it because I, I don't, you know. You enjoy I, the game. I like to have fun. <laughs> um, uh, will I please do the weather before it's done? Um, 
because of my suit yeah oh yeah yeah we have to talk <laughs> about your suit you are hosting and and you're looking so fine and dapper thank you and, and uh it's it's not even just yeah we were talking about this off stream it's not even just a, a jacket and tie he went all out. I am wearing a full three-piece suit, and uh, yeah. I was just going to wear shorts underneath, but I was tucking in my shirt, and I thought, man, I already went this far. <laughs> like, I tied a tie. <laughs> <laughs> like, the pants are the yeah. easy part, you know? It's so, not even a clip-on. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, I don't know what I was missing. So, I put the pants on as well, but uh, I am honestly probably going to have to take the jacket off here pretty soon. It's really hot down here. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, my rum and pineapple has been keeping me nice and refreshed. Oh, I'm almost done with mine. But I had a glass full of ice, and the ice is gone, so. Yes, my beer is quite warm now. I mean, it, it is like European-style temperature already. Yeah, you know, it's what you got to do sometimes in the summer. Drink that European style. I know. I'm. I. That's what I should start doing for these like summer ones. Is explore European beers. I'm sure E-Technics Andy would love that. Uh, then he can be like, "Oh, I had that beer." It's so funny. Every time I have, I buy a European beer and and give him a picture of it, and Andy or Claw, I'm like, "Yeah, we, we, I've never seen that before." It's like this is all we get here. Then I don't understand. Usually, if something is in imported all the way to the west coast it has to be i would assume pretty big and major brand you know like the budweiser's of like newcastle brown ale yeah exactly <laughs> or like fosters it's 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 you know the australians beer um i would think that but they're like no we can't get any of that here i've never even seen that i even found some uh norwegian beers uh they started carrying those over at john's marketplace i took a picture of them to call he's like oh yeah, we can't even get those here. Those those are rare. <laughs> like, well, you know, when you look at the beer consumption around the world, in a lot of countries, in most countries, the top beers consumed are American domestic beers. They're Bud yeah. Like, you go to Ireland and you're like, oh, I bet they all drink Guinness, right? No. Budweiser is the number one consumed beer in Ireland, oh. at least like when I checked several years ago. Oh, I believe it, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, they're the number one drank beer here in the States. Why wouldn't they be the number one drank beer, you know, I guess in the world somewhere I else. I don't well, know. I, although that does give them that, that saying, you know, oh, American beer tastes like water is weak. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you're drinking the, the number one, but you go to, if you ever came to the States into probably even, uh, East coast now or West coast. There are big beers. We don't really drink that. You have to go to some rural areas. And Son of a gun. <laughs> Keep bringing up the news story. <laughs> Trying to like roll up my sleeves because it's so hot. Oh, oh yeah, you took it off. I, I, what's weird is I'm watching the stream and not our stream. Oh. And so everything's like, like wow, we're, I'm really delayed. Eh, so, but, sorry. Uh, yeah, whatever. But yeah, it's just... Beer is weird. I mean, because it's just spread out all over the place, and yeah, I like craft beer. Uh, a few years ago at CES, uh, me and Jeff met up with Brian from Tech yes City. Oh yeah, and that was one of the things he pointed out. He's like, he's like, you know, holy crap! Like you have a few of these things, and like you're knocked on your butt. It's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Vegas, we baby. Have... Yeah, exactly. This is what we drink all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know you have just, uh, if you go to a bar and your standard cocktail is only two ounces, that's, 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 well, they, they, those are supposed to be heavy, you know, and so you have a cocktail. Well, a modern craft beer is, you know, seven and a half percent. That is about the equivalent of two shots. You know, and eight, I think the eight percent, eight percent beer is like the equivalent of two shots. Right. So um, somebody Lee X says you can respond to this message in five minutes, streamer. And he said that at twenty thirty nine and it's well, it was twenty forty when I looked, but now it's twenty forty one. So. It's definitely oh, uh, not a little bit past. Though. Yeah. So it's definitely not five minutes. It's only like a minute, minute and a half. Which is like That's pretty easy. normal. I swear we're dealing with that amount of latency normally anyway. So what do I know, though? Yeah. All right. Oh, someone's posting. Uh, what do we got? What do we got? Um, Matt W says, where's Jeff? And luckily, Skull got to it. Jeff's on vacation. Rather than canceling, we got to see how these guys handle things. Yeah. Jeff's right here. He's with us in spirit. Yeah, he is. Uh, yeah, truthfully, we could have canceled the stream this week. And, um, you know, I don't know. Maybe we should have. But. Uh, nah, I like this. This is fine. Yeah. Uh, I mean. Honestly, uh, me, me and John talked about it beforehand. And it was, you know, we knew that it wasn't going to be flawless just based on uh, some of the. the obstacles that we're facing and some of the restraints that we're dealing with um but y'all are taking it like champs thanks for sticking with we're like we're just having fun being loose this episode so um well actually in all honesty this this right here is what the discord is like oh yeah it is it is is very just yeah let's just hang out let's just have fun yeah this is what the discord if you're looking for something like this of a community of like you know what? Yeah, we do talk tech, and you don't have to be the biggest brain level. You can just be like, you know, I don't know that much about Thunderbolt. Well, I, someone probably does. Right. You know, let me chime in. No no offense to this. No, and that's the beauty of the Discord. So if you like this type of attitude of just like, hey, we're just all friends. We want to have fun. We could have canceled this, but we didn't because we know there are still people out there that still wanted to come in on a Wednesday, grab a drink, non-alcoholic or alcoholic, doesn't matter and hang out um and that was great about this and so that's what our discord is like and if you like that type of stuff it is only a dollar to help join and it does keep the lights on for jeff um and sometimes he might go on vacation too and you'll see myself rhett steve having to have to host yeah and the beauty is next time we do this uh we'll probably have some of these kinks worked out far in advance so um Uh, this was kind of sprung on us like four or five days ago yeah it, it was less like hey uh by the way guys i'm going on vacation um hey Rhett, can you come by and get the obs stuff <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'll, exactly i'll call you <laughs> uh, okay exactly so. so no we really appreciate it and uh we're just excited to be hanging out and uh you know free of the 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 collar that jeff keeps us on <laughs> yeah oh, God. gosh i mean we're always having to talk tech and just Numbers, numbers, numbers. Jeez. Check out my server build coming up. Oh, here's my graphics card. Oh, take a look at my cat. Jeez. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Classic. Classic. Um, so, Rhett, uh, you are a recently brand new homeowner. Yes, I am. 
Congratulations. And Thank you. Uh, I, I bet you are also enjoying your wonderful pool. Oh, yeah. I mean, Especially I'm this, just... this, this heat trying to enjoy it but i spend more time working on it than i spend in it so you know and yeah i bet that comes with owning a house or anything that is now your own and you want to always find those corners like i want to improve on this i want to improve on that but then you look into your garage and you're like i don't have the tool for this yeah true and what do you do what do most people do they go to the the big boy fun toy area store home depot there you go and they go and try to buy a tool. And they're like, oh, they go in there, I want my drills and a cordless drill or, or a power hammer or a table saw. And then once you get one of them, you're kind of addicted because you're like, I, I, could, I could build my own tables or, or my own workbench and I can do all my work stuff and work on this computer or I could fix the filter on this or the lawnmower blade, I can resharpen it. But now I need a grinder. Yeah. But then you go to Home Depot and you go there and that tool you wanted is gone. You're like, dang it. it. And what happens is like, you know what? Someone actually stole it. <laughs> and that actually does sometimes happen that people steal a lot of tools from Home Depot. Yeah, oh, yeah. Kind of a weird thing, but tools are expensive. I mean, if you get a quality tool, uh, there's the whole Makita versus DeWalt and, you know, type thing. But they're $100 plus. For a decent one and then if you want cordless you know 125 50 bucks and then another 75 for the battery all these different little accessories cost a lot of money and they're not under lock and key at home depot uh you know it's not like an electronics store no but it might be coming to that absolutely because a lot of that so home depot plans on using a kind of bluetooth chip type thing to stop shoplifters, uh, essentially, it's kind of like a, an unlock uh, mechanism that will unlock the tool. And they're just playing with it. Unlock the tool at the register. So if someone does use this, it'll actually seize the motor up. I have zero clue how they're going to do this. They just say it's a Bluetooth thing that they're going to try to work. I, I don't understand how this is going to work. Um, they haven't gone into great detail. And in all honesty, I don't think they could even pull this off in my perspective yeah but, uh, i think it's kind of a bad plan personally um you know just for lots of reasons like who's on the hook for like you know i guess if it just doesn't work when it's stolen okay that's one thing does it do more than that how do you i don't know and well i i guess my thought was okay so you have all these major brands are 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 Home Depot injecting something into these tools or are they making the requirement for DeWalt and Makita to have it into their tools? But then, you know, that's probably going to upsurge the cost, but then all the other stores have to buy that exact same tool and they're going to eat, you know, eat that cost. So then it's probably got to be then under Home Depot's way, but are they then going to open up every device that they right. get and inject something, but then they're tampering with it. So now technically I have a used item. Are they going to do the whole, and they stated they didn't want to keep everything under lock and key. They didn't right. want to have it like the, you know, you got to go get the, the electronic guy with the key to unlock, uh, unlock the, the gate to, to grab a, a drill. They want people to be coming in, grab a drill because most of the time 
uh, when you're doing a hobby thing, you're you're in a rush. You kind of want to like, I'm I just need that one part. Grab it and go and, and walk yeah. out the door, type of thing. I, I don't mean, know, could is... you imagine checking out like legitimately and that Bluetooth thing like wasn't deactivated and your tool didn't work? Yeah, and like, you, you go or if it fails and you go home. This is what's funny to me is that the, you know, in this article here, if I scroll down, I think, uh, yeah, Scott Glenn, Home Depot's vice president of asset protection is talking about this. He's making a point to distinguish between professional shoplifters and disorganized thieves. Um, Anyway, this guy here is advocating for something that nullifies his job. Here's the deal, man. The law affords you the ability to stop shoplifters. And your company affords you the ability to stop shoplifters. Home Depot asset protection are some of the highest paid and well-equipped and well-trained asset protection out there. Like, just stop these people from stealing them. You know what I mean? Like, just do your job, follow up on the elements, and get your things back. Like, it's funny because in retail, like, one of the biggest things is, like, you don't do things that impede Paying customers, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. and this kind of has the flavor of something that can do that. And maybe I'm just being a little intense about it all. But the truth of the matter is, is that, I don't know, man. It's like, I, I feel like the, the loss to these companies, like, they don't lose much when things go out the door. Things are insured. They have a budget for what they expect to lose. And by golly, these stores lose more in inventory discrepancies and shipping errors than they do theft a lot of time. So like, well, uh, maybe equip a, a device that counts your crap as it comes off the back of a truck. You know, that would do better for shrinking your, 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 your shrink budget than this might i don't know yeah yeah no exactly and like you were saying they, they budget in for this and they budget it in by adding it to the price so they sit there and they but already calculated hey on average we lose this much or or it's stolen or there's a discrepancy so to make that 45 percent boost you know average we need to bump the price up to here right so they're already expecting to lose a certain amount Right, exactly. Why, you know, what? Okay, how about fix that? That sounds like a hole to me. Right. And by adding by adding a lock at and a gate and key for people and, and taking an extra hour because we all know there's only one courtesy clerk that's probably going to be working that area, and uh, you know they go and take a break. Oh, you're screwed. Or yeah, Black Black Friday or or some because on a lot of Black Friday stuff, that's when a lot of these tools and people go and buy stuff. You're gonna be screwed. It's, uh, yeah, that I, brings I up a whole other issue, though, too, is that so, you know, they pay this high wage for their asset protection team. And granted, the, the top ones, they pay for themselves in the amount of product that they keep in the store. But the other like the number one deterrent to theft is good customer service. And you go to Home Depot, they have a self-checkout. They're following suit just like everybody. And don't get me wrong, the self-checkout is so convenient. But on top of that, they're reducing the amount of floor staff. And this is one other thing that's going to reduce the amount of floor staff. So rather than spending money on people that could help you solve this problem, you're going to spend it on this gimmick that the thieves are going to find a way around in a few weeks. Guaranteed it. You know? No, yeah, I, I, I love self checkouts, but I hate the fact that 
just like you said, they they they'll give you one employee for you know twelve stands, and they took you know three jobs away from someone else. It's like okay, those three people aren't on the floor. They should be on the floor because they they still can count for that budget. I want better customer service right. around. I want people helping me out. I want I'd rather have employees essentially walking around being like, I need to go and find that person. Right. Uh, help. And and the and the thing is like you know I get it like nobody wants to be bothered while they're shopping but yeah. also like that's what these companies do and this is going to bother you while you're shopping at the same time like again yeah. it's like a security device in the way like everybody's probably had that where you buy something and the security device didn't get taken off and you had to come back with a receipt prove to them that you bought it which is yeah. humiliating and irritating in its own right okay then they take it off after you waited in line for the second freaking time it's like again if you got three people and they're having a hard time being on the store, okay, like maybe maybe it's an issue with that. But also hire another person. You know what I mean? Well, like you know what you know what's okay, here here's another interesting thing because this just happened to Oregon. We had that big ice storm and also the, the big fires. And everyone had to go to Home Depot to buy a bunch of stuff to, to prep and they all got sold out. But what happened during that? Power outages. You know internet outages if this stuff is bluetooth and their servers somehow go out yeah something goes wrong with that you're telling me now i can't go buy this power drill that i need to build some sort of you know something over my windows or a dam or something and it breaks right uh, you know you're saying i can't buy that now there's no analog way around it and then if there is like you said Thieves will find a way around it then, because if there's an analog yeah, way, you're not if inconveniencing just, them. Yeah, you're, so if there is just legitimately, oh, I just open the drill up and take that little chip out or a little pin out that's Bluetooth connected, boom, the thief will figure that out in five seconds. Right. You know, they'll they'll go and steal it and be like, oh, this is broken. They'll go and jailbreak it, just like all the other tech stuff out there, all the other security stuff that windows and microsoft and everyone sits there and says we got the latest security and what happens six months later some hacker group says nope here it is here's how you bypass it there's a hole right for sure you know? and that's gonna happen like everything else hey we got a super chat and i was wondering like i was like what is john waving at here but uh we got a super chat from the boss himself two dollars thank you so much jeff little bit says hi Rhett. hi john and uh we say wait, wait hi little bit did, did he just pay himself? He paid us. Well, okay. That's yeah, us. Tips. All right. Right yeah. into our pocket. Yeah, we, yeah, wait a second. Do we get all the Super Chats for today? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I feel like they're going right into my wallet. So it feels good. <laughs> feels great, actually. Yeah. No. Anyway. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't like this. I just don't like it. I don't think it's good. Yeah. Uh, I agree with you. The money be spent better elsewhere right so yeah it's funny uh skull points out the uh the image is showing the cheapest tools they have which is hilarious because like yeah <laughs> they're probably going to be bluetooth who knows i don't know maybe not but i don't know but yeah it does say in here organized retail crime costs retailers an average of seven hundred and nineteen thousand five hundred and forty eight dollars per one billion in sales so less than a million dollars for one billion of sales um and in 2020 a survey from the national retail federation found a nearly 60 percent increase from 2015 um 
there are a lot of things that happened in 2015 that might make people more desperate, like more, you know, restrictions well, on was, food stamps. Wasn't, and Wasn't the uh, 2016 the stock market or the, the housing crisis? You know, no. Well, are you thinking 2008? I think it's 2008, but there wasn't there something? There was like a stock market crash like 2018 or something like that. It went really low. Um, okay. But, you know, I don't know if that's affecting the people that are stealing tools from, from Home Depot. I, I really don't know, to be honest, but it is a big problem, and, and organized retail crime has been uh, a focus of my career for a long time. And, um, you know, at the point where I'm at, it's like I totally understand where it's coming from, and it's rarely ever thieves' faults. <laughs> it's like it's the store's fault, and they have all these numbers, and it's like, okay, like you're willing to be okay with this amount of inventory discrepancy because, like, your counter won't look for an item. Like, just won't open their eyes and walk around and or ask around for an item. But you want to go really hard after the person that stole, like, you know, a $20, you know, whatever. Well, that accountant, you know, he's he's probably, like, you know, $3,000 an hour. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that, this, that, is, uh, this is the big problem with accountants, John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Let's automate them. Jeez. <laughs> I've been trying with Excel for quite a while, but I guess we just haven't got caught up to it yet. We have a thing called a calculator. Yeah. It works. It's great. You know basic math? Okay, you can do accounting. Not yeah. But. Yeah. Daniel Johnson says, uh, I go to Home Depot. I see a ton of people. It's not the lack of floor staff. It's stolen tools. just an epidemic. And that's true. Yep. Very true. Uh, these are like some of the n- most number one like stolen things ever. And the, and the Home Depots like around where me and, and John live are just like they're hubs for this sort of activity for sure. So oh yeah, it's it's definitely like not good. I'm not condoning ceiling by any means. Um, but I also don't condone Bluetooth, <laughs> uh, you know, control <laughs> devices. You know, somebody brought it up earlier and they were talking about like, oh, pretty soon you're going to see like DLC for your tools and stuff. And I think that this brings uh, like circles back and I forgot to bring it up to like right to repair and like owning the things that you buy. Like there's a oh, whole yeah. argument that circles into this, right? Like it's kind of like, you know, tools as a service in a way or like, you know, how John Deere operates. It's like, dude, like let us just buy the thing and have it for God's sake. Um Anyway, I meant to bring that up earlier, but just forgot. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, that that's the same thing, too. Yeah. I mean, it can start off Bluetooth, but then, yeah, if it is maybe an online lockable thing, well, what happens then if you order it online and the person, uh, the store doesn't, the shipper and the warehouse doesn't unlock it for you? Right. You know, and you have it shipped to your, to your house. And so now I have to go drive now to the closest Home Depot. Well, what if you're in a rural area and the closest Home Depot is an hour away? What See, do you do? They're going to now partner with Amazon uh, so that they can unlock your tools through your Alexa. <laughs> Probably. They're like, just point it up to your ring doorbell and you'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we do got a super chat from Parker Reed. He says, probably existing tech for work sites. And I think I saw him say that earlier that... Um, that this is probably something that's been implemented in, in construction work sites and things like that around. Uh, I've heard from multiple people that high-end tools have had lockouts for a while now, probably cheaper to keep the tech in there. Yeah, and that's true. And lockouts are like a really common thing everywhere, like even in retail. Like the the valuable tools that you might need to use as a retail worker might be locked up. You might need like, I got almost a two-factor authentication, but you might need like, you know, people with two different keys to get into a locker uh you know there might be a sign out there might be a camera on it there's all sorts of things for that and um you know tools walking away is a problem 
everywhere, no matter where you are. Um, yeah, because I, 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 they have such a uh, high, uh, they, what makes them valuable is that they're easy to sell because people are always need tools and they always need tools cheap. It's just like yep. you can sell them to somebody for like 50 cents on the dollar and that's a good deal for the person buying and that's a great deal for the person selling if you didn't spend it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you go to any pawn shop, they're not going to question probably buying a tool. Oh, not at all. In fact, that's a huge yeah. problem where we're from. Like, yeah, I mean, they, you get a lot of homeless people or something. We'll we'll take a tool and they'll just go to a pawn shop and be like, "All right, give me twenty bucks." And they're like, oh, I yeah. just got twenty bucks." Yeah, and unfortunately, like a lot of the pawn shops, they they get to, um, you know, pretend like they didn't know. Like when when people come around looking for their stolen stuff, they're like, "All right, yeah." I had a bunch of stuff stolen, music equipment way back when, and the police were like, "Hey, you know, you should just be in touch with the pawn shops." I was like, okay, that sounds like your job, but I'll do it. So I started calling all yeah. the pawn shops around all the time. And eventually they all stopped answering my calls. They said, well, we only give that information to the detective that comes by once a month. Oh, yeah. No, that actually happened to my, my brother uh, had not Steve, another one, <laughs> the one that plays guitar, you know, him, um, had uh, a rare guitar, an Ibanez Explorer. The 69 Ibanez Explorer, the same one, Eddie Van Halen. Not the same, same model. Eddie Van Halen <laughs> it was Eddie recorded. Van Halen's guitar? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's the same model uh, Eruption was recorded on. Oh, nice. So, uh, so it's that same model. Um, and it was mint condition. And we went on, va- went on vacation, and uh, a buddy was watching the house, and uh, but someone broke in and stole that guitar. And Dang. we went to my – we did the proper things, go to the police. And the police said, look, we can't really do anything. We suggest you go to the pawn shop. And luckily, the person was dumb enough to go to the closest pawn shop to our house. And they caught him on video. And we, even when we went to the pawn shop, they're like, prove it's yours. And they had to have all this ID. But yeah, the cops did nothing. And the pawn shops were still fighting us because they wanted to keep the guitar. Right. Uh. You know? And they're like, well, well that, that looks like it. But how do we know it's that one? And, you know, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Uh, luckily we also knew the person who stole it. Uh, that makes so it easy. Kind of, yeah. I was like, we know this person, they have a relationship with us. He was, that's why it would have been fine for him to get access to the house. Here's pictures of him holding this guitar. Here's pictures of my brother holding this guitar. It's his guitar. And then they had video footage of him walking in and, and they're like, okay, we'll give it back to you. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, stuff, stuff like going to a store and stealing it. And then coming back and selling it to a pawn shop is very, very common. Yep, absolutely. Okay, uh, that does it, I guess, for our tech news spots. Um, which brings me to, uh, you know, I was going to try and do a great segue. Like, well, you know, that all, you know, the Home Depot thing. It sounds super annoying, but you know what's not annoying? Our sponsor. <laughs> That's right, everybody. Today's episode of Talking Heads is brought to you by Linode. If you've ever needed to host your own servers, whether it be for home or business, but just don't have the resources or time to invest into hardware, power, cooling, and even space, why not have Linode host them for you? If it runs on Linux, it'll run on Linode. That includes the software from most of the tutorials on my channel, like how to run your own ad blocking, recursive DNS servers, VPN gateways, your own cloud-based Plex server, and more. Linode makes it simple to deploy and manage your own cloud services with solutions ranging from a single shared CPU to massive multi-core virtual machines. They even offer dedicated RTX 6000 GPUs for graphic rendering or machine learning. 
with shared CPU plans starting at as little as $5 per month and scaling up to as high as you need to go, you'll be able to find a hosting plan that fits your needs. Even if you do host your own servers, you can use Linode to keep your backups off-site. Because remember, RAID is not a backup. Visit Linode.com slash CraftComputer today and get a $100 60-day uh, $100 credit when starting a new account. That's Linode.com slash CraftComputing. And thanks again so much to Linode for sponsoring today's episode. <laughs> that was pretty good. Boom. That was pretty good. Cold read. Uh, cold read. All right. I'm gonna, I am out. Are you still got your pineapple juice? No, it's empty. Uh, okay. I don't have anything about, else. I, I'll go grab mine. And then I can, uh, or do you want to grab yours? I, I guess it doesn't matter because we both have the segue. Just you go for it. I'll talk I'll about Morrowind. All right. Hmm. Reading the chat. Will read that his bots should replace Jeff. Yeah, why not? Jeff the bot. I'm down for it. Um, Ryan Sharp. Tools, but EA. Dear God. Snap-on is increasingly not doing second owner warranty repairs. That's kind of a big bummer because that's one of like the glory of Snap-on, you know. And so many people that I know were, you know, they're Snap-on evangelists essentially. But you know, if you're not able to like pass your old tools on to somebody or or sell things that you don't need anymore, then that kind of devalues them in a way. Um. Yeah, drill holes, 50% faster. Just pay five cents per hole. <laughs> you guys are funny. Thinking about things I never would have ever thought about. All right. I am having something since Jeff is not here, something nice, something he didn't want to have. It is uh, Old Rasputin, Oof. but it's a barrel age 23. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. So just picked this up today. Uh, 11.3%. Oh, look at that. That looks gorgeous. And actually, I picked that. Well, the nice part about this particular one is they uh, started selling it in the 12-ounce bottles instead of the bigger bombers. And so it was only five bucks. There you go. And you can actually, like, drink one and, like, feel yeah. fine, you know, feel okay exactly. afterwards. That's why I bought two. I was like, <laughs> all right. I, I, the same price as one. One of the big ones, but now I can like hope and save one and, like, half age, of it. Yeah, exactly. I dig it. I approve. All right. Looks like uh, if you are on the super secret chat, Jeff is finally going to his bonfire. Oh, excellent. So Jeff, if anything messes up, it's his fault. We bid you farewell. Um, yeah. I don't see that anywhere, but whatever. Uh, it's in the Discord. Oh, okay. Oh, right. the super secret chat. The extra super secret. Yeah think whatever who cares i'm gonna stop looking for it ah. there we go okay enjoy that gin and tonic my man i like how we waited around just for the ad read is that good good <laughs> good all right i made my money today i can go to sleep <laughs> perfect I'm, I'm gonna get drunk now yeah it's just the gin not even a tonic <laughs> Not even the time. <laughs> uh. um, people still talking about uh, selling things. Pawn property is hard to search for. Imagine how many pawn shops buy guitars, tools, etc. 
don't even have serial numbers, it's hard to track it down. And that is the truth. And that's why it's very important that you take photographs and document some of your expensive things. Uh, This is something that I learned like the first time ever having renter's insurance and having like damaged property. Like I just didn't have a lot of stuff to back it up. So, yeah, um, no, I uh, I kept my uh, music equipment um, at my grandparents' house at the time. That's where I practiced. This is a, uh, and uh, her place got broken into because it's a big open farm. And so oh, someone yeah. just walked up. And the weirdest part was they stole half of the equipment. So they stole like the switch pedal for the amp. Okay. Which was like, oh, oh okay. He needed why, a sw- why- they needed a switch pedal. I know. But then they stole the amp from a different head for a different head. And it's a proprietary Marshall. A switch pedal. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay, these don't work. They already, um, they already had the Marshall. Like, uh, yeah, they're yeah. like, oh, we we have a Marshall head, so this this switch will work for that one, even though it wouldn't. Oh, let's go take the. And it was like a cheap Mesa boogie, oh. uh, like a ninety nine dollar head, but it had chrome finish, so like you know, it looked looked expensive. sick. Yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, th- this has got to be really good. It's like, oh, it's only like a ninety nine watt. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I didn't have serial numbers. And that's what the cop said. He's like, yeah, you can call the pawn shops. And all the pictures I had of it were just like, you know, our, me and our, the friends that we know uh, just jamming. And, yeah, they're kind of blurry in the background. I never actually took serial numbers. And here's the head. And, and here's the back of it. And here's me standing next to it to prove it's mine type of a thing, you know, with a date stamp on the picture, even though that can be forged. But yeah. whatever. Um, stuff like that. Um, so after that happened, I did that to all of my equipment. Yeah. I mean, guys, just like raid is not a backup, you know, grainy pictures of your possessions from the distance aren't a good backup as proof of ownership. So yeah, we all got like the cloud now, you know, like I'm on Android. I live on, on the Google suite. So like I, when I first had that claim after my, my runner's claim didn't get everything that was destroyed, I went through, took pictures of all serial numbers and receipts and transaction history and i've got it all backed up on google drive i've got hard copies um you know hard copies printed out um all this sort of stuff and um yeah i recommend you all do the same thing and now i I don't have renter's insurance anymore i have homeowner's insurance but um it depends like some things they paid out without worrying about it all like they they did pay me out like groceries and stuff which was great because I had no groceries. Isn't that weird how that happens is like they they allow you for like a there's like a twelve hundred dollar or you know a flat fee of like yeah if you had uh, eleven ninety nine we'll 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 pay that off without any question. Yeah, and it didn't even affect my rate. <laughs> it was yeah. great. I was like, I know it's like oh as long as you had under twelve like twelve hundred bucks in groceries that got damaged. We'll give you twelve hundred bucks. Yeah, no questions asked. I mean, if they're gonna pay out one thing, no questions asked. I'm glad it's groceries because we had a baby. And we yeah. had gone without power for like 12 days. Oh, yeah. Lost all of the breast milk, lost all of the, the groceries. And it was oh, a, yeah, that, yeah. It was a huge blow. Um, and we were really broke at the time. And like freaking Jeff himself, like he couldn't get a hold of me. So he like drove to my house and it was like <laughs> driving through a war zone. Basically, it was just. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. It was bad. So. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I am still still dealing with the wreckage of the ice storm at my place or the farm, I should say. Um, I then ended up having to 
within a week into I drove 300 miles to buy a generator. Oh, I remember uh, you did that. Yeah. Yeah, it was <laughs> insane. I went all the way up to uh, Tacoma, Washington, and uh, it was so weird seeing no um, lights on the road. Like there's car yeah. lights, no, none of the street lights. All of them were blacked out. And it was just like, this is the weirdest thing ever. It felt like Walking Dead-esque. You know? Yeah, yeah. Of just a straight road, and all I have are my two head beam lights, and that was it. And then the oncoming every now and then, because it was still kind of icy, yeah. so there really wasn't a whole lot of cars either. And so doing that. But then I had to jimmy rig the generator to work on our the main power box out at the farm. And we had to do, and I did it, and then uh, the power came back on, and it was still hooked up to the generator, and PGE would not shut our power off without charging us, and then they said, we're like two months out because of <sighs> all of the damage. So we had to do it with on a hot wire. Oh, my God. So we, me and uh, a buddy of mine who's an electrician, he's like, yeah, I got these gloves. They're rated for, you know. 20,000 volts <laughs> still stand back and we're doing it with a hot wire and we're just sitting there like sweating yeah and it was like you know steadiest hands steady everyone don't make a peep it was it that was nerve-wracking oh i bet we're we're like stepping back with a, a rubber coated uh stick and like come on get it in there get it we don't want to touch it <laughs> did you guys have any issues with the uh the heat dome a few weeks back no, uh, no. Other no, than nothing, it being hot. <laughs> other than it being hot, uh, luckily, um, we uh, just just block learned to block up a lot of doors, and you know, just the living room and was a cool place. So we don't have central AC. Yeah. Uh, but we got a nice big portable unit. Yeah, we so do too. It's just like, all right, shut all the doors and the kitchen, the living room. You know, like two box fans that that point in a direction. Yeah. So. Uh, what really stunk was oh during the during the heat wave, my bathroom pipe for my main toilet broke. Oh no! And so I had to, and it was the main drain pipe for the whole entire house. It broke right at that, right where the toilet connected. So during I think it was like the third day, so it was like 110 degrees. I had to go under my house. And I spent all day under my house, which actually wasn't bad because it was probably like 80 degrees under there. There but you go. My God, it was rancid. Oh, I, I mean, we're talking all the stuff from the garbage disposal, oh. the washer machine, the two toilets, the the washer and dryer, and our showers all started leaking out. And then I didn't find it because I'm pretty sure it broke before it, but it didn't start like I didn't notice it till the heat, and then the heat made it smell really bad. Uh, and then I had to clean it up, and it was like, throw these towels away. Uh, I'll never use it. It was like this gooey white pussy with brown clumps, and it was like the most disgusting. It smelled like vomit and diarrhea, and it was just like the worst thing ever. Uh, that was – it wasn't caused by the heat wave, but I had to deal with that during the heat wave. And then going to uh, the hardware store, like one would – and just wanted to get in and get out because you have to go fast. And so I'm glad my local hardware store didn't make me require to unlock and have Bluetooth plumbing equipment. So son of a guns. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, uh we weathered that in, in the pool a little bit, but then the, uh, the final day, it actually got hotter than the, any of the other days and it burned out my pump 
and I had no pump for a whole week while I ordered a new one, and my freaking tool, uh, tool, my pool just grew so much algae, it was really irritating to clean up afterwards. Yeah, so. that's the one thing I don't, uh, like, I've always, like, I want a house with a pool. And then everyone that always tells you they have a pool, like, man, we spend, you either, you have to use it a lot to really yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just constantly cleaning it and chemicals. And you're like, if you're one of those families that just like, yeah, we use it like twice in the summer and that's it. Nah. Drain the pool. Drain the pool. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, Make like, it a skating rink or something. Yeah. I use it definitely way more than I did before I owned it because um, it's, it's my wife's family's house. So I... But I also spend like probably 10 hours a week working on it, like cleaning it. And like, yeah, it sucks. Yeah. (laughs) That's on top of a real job. That's on top of a kid. That's on top of working for Jeff, like 10 hours. I I know it's annoying. Oh yeah. I did the same. I got I go to the farm and yeah, it's like, I I own it, but I don't live there. Yeah. My in-laws live there. So it's like, Oh, and then the ice storm, 32 trees fell during the ice storm. Uh, on Miserable. the main property and it was like i'm still dealing with it and so i i got but now during this little bit of a heat wave it's like 110 degrees man i don't want to work outside like and i can't burn anything because most of the stuff i need to burn because like i'll oh, cut up wood but branches debris blackberries that like you burn it can't do that right now so i have these huge big piles and i'm, I'm just waiting for the good first good rain pour to do this this epic bond pile on fire gonna grab like two good beers light a match and just sit back with a hose perfect that was like a good off. time yeah so uh but speaking of beer we do have some beer news we can get into yeah um so one of the biggest i think probably the second biggest beer company molson coors uh, you probably, everyone probably does know them as, uh, you know, the Coors Light and all that fun stuff. Uh, they own a bunch of other stuff, Keystone. They are discontinuing, they announced 11 beers. And some of these, particularly one, is actually pretty close to my heart and probably a lot of Oregonians. Um, so they will... Most in course, we'll be going and getting rid of Keystone Ice. So if you ever remember the uh, 90s and the ice craze was the, the bigger, harder beers. They all called them ice, you know, Bud Ice, Coors Ice, Ice everything. So Keystone Ice will no longer be uh, being made. Uh, and then on top of that, there are a couple of other ones. Um, there are Tea Lightful which is one of the new Keystone fruity ones that came with the nat- Natty Summer, whatever those. I, I don't remember ever trying the Keyful Lights. But Mickey's Fine Malt Liquor Ice. Yeah. Now, not the Mickey's Fine Malt Liquor, but their imperial version of it. Yeah. Which, which I've never seen, but I, I know what Mickey's is. Um, Miller High Life Light. I don't think I've ever seen that one. So it's not Miller Light. Miller High Life Light, um, and then Ham's Special Light. I don't think I've ever seen that one either, but I do remember Ham's Special. Milwaukee's Best Premium. Uh, I think I actually have had that one. Uh, Ice House. I've never heard of that one. Magnus. Steel Reserve tw- 211, or yeah, 211, yeah. however they call it. 
That one, I mean, I think every quarter market, at least where we yeah. live, and, you know, probably has the big 40 of it, the silver label. Yeah. Um, and another very common one, the old English 8,000 old English is going away. Yeah. The gold label and the most iconic, I think out of all of these, and especially to Oregonians, Oregon's own or used to be owned Henry Weinhardt's private reserve. Yeah. I think that one's actually the biggest one. It's no longer brewed in Oregon, but it originally, uh, was brewed the brew house here in Portland, Oregon. It made Oregon famous. It made Portland famous. You a cool thing, and I don't know if you know this. You you probably walked down Portland. You ever seen the water fountains? Yeah. You know who installed those? Henry Weinhardt. Henry Weinhardt installed those, and the reason he installed them was for his employees to drink as they walked home because they would be drunk, so they'd be sober up when they got home when they came into work the next day. <laughs> and they're still into use today. Oh, that's amazing. Ah, and so, but uh, Henry Weinhardt's beer was sold and moved a long time ago, I believe the 80s. But Henry Weinhardt's beer, even for me, I remember that being one of my uh, introductories into like, this is not, I, I thought that was craft beer. Yeah. I thought Henry, Henry Weinhardt and Blue Boar, Henry Weinhardt. Oh, the Blue Boar was great. That was one of my the favorites Blue, back yeah, in the day. Yeah, and um, recently, I think it was about two years ago, I did uh, an original Henry Weinhardt versus the modern day one. And I could, actually, I'll still take a Henry Weinhardt. Uh, I'll buy a 24 pack every now and then. It's eight bucks. Yeah, they're cheap. Because and I'd say like they're right on equivalent. Like you know, I don't know about you. I'm guilty of it. Like when I want something to pack the fridge, especially when people are coming over to use the pool, I might buy a pub beer. I might buy yeah, you, um, you, Red Can or something is another pretty yeah. okay one. Well, the Henry Weinhardt's is right up there with those. You know, it's, it's like right up there with those. Um, and they're just as affordable. So I, I yeah, was all I, on board. Yeah, no, I always liked it. I can get a 24 pack for eight bucks. And I usually bought it during the summertime, and it was like, this is, I think it's like 4.8%, so still Not that bad. domestic, yeah, beer style. Um, I found it a little bit maltier than, you know, your Budweiser or, say, Pabst, so I had a little bit more fa- flavor. They still always made it to, the other thing I thought about this was, it's still made with 100% Oregon-grown Cascade hops. The fact that this will now be going away, I wonder if that's hurting hop field contractors or if it is because they can no longer source that because so many hop fields are now being bought out for or being sold or sold those hops are being sold to craft breweries right so i I was curious uh wondering about that but i I think it'll be missed i might actually go buy uh a couple bottles just to keep be like this is the last year i have year one and i have year you know to end yeah i like that that's a great idea that, that would be cool because i still have a actually check this out so i still even have a can of oh Henry nice Weinhardt's. uh this is like the 70s this is still even old this is 80s but i have a 76 with the correct label that says uh batch number one nice so um yeah that's i i think i might do that and maybe like once every couple years, you know, open the two or something like that. That's a great idea. That'd yeah, be that'd be a good send off. I mean, it's just part of Oregon history. 
Yeah. Uh, some, you know, some of the other things that they're discontinuing, eh, that's fine. Henry Weinhardt, oh. that's a bit sad. That's a bit sad. It is. Yeah, it is a bit sad. I think that that's all the other I mean, there is some people do have some memories of old English. There's a lot of jokes. And the Steel Reserve. And the Steel Reserve. Those are kind of. Like two ninety nine. Yeah, it's the malt liquor, you know, kind of like I want to get drunk for cheap, where the Paps or the uh, Henry Warnheck Private Reserve, I mean, that is a lot of people's gateway. And still to this day, people yeah. drink that as I want to be, I don't want to be the domestic drinker. I want to have something, yeah. you know, Red Label is still kind of crafty. You yeah, know? that was I, my introduction to craft beer for sure. Yeah, so I don't know. That, I think it'll be thoroughly missed. I agree. A uh, lot of people in chat asking where Jeff is, and uh, Jeff is on vacation. Jeff is on vacation. He uh, he works hard. He works hard to put the content out, and he needs a break. And yeah. we are doing our best right now to fill those shoes a little bit. It's a little rusty, um, but we're working on it. We're, we're yeah. going to get it good, and this way Jeff can take a, a little bit more of those breaks, and we can smooth out some of our edges and make the shows when we do have it with him even better. Exactly. So, if you think about it, this is a win-win all around for the channel. Yeah, y'all are helping us smooth out the kinks so that we can uh, get back to it even bigger, badder, and better the next uh, the next time we do it. So, yeah, you know, Jeff's been w working around the clock. You know, one of the things is, um, you know, obviously he's working for himself and he's making content and he's doing all that and it's great. But man, you should have seen how like ragged we were running trying to get that uh, VGBU tutorial done. Jeff filmed that thing all by himself and you know, I helped him put it together, but it was just plagued with technical issues and hardware malfunctions and all this type of stuff. And he helped me put it together, which, uh, you know, I think we ended up putting in equal amounts of time into it, which is not normal anymore. But man, it was just like we both had bags under our eyes, you know, because it's like yeah. I'd work until two o'clock in the morning, hardware malfunction. I'd text him and be like, hey, if you can get the server back up and running, I'll get back to it. And he'll text me at five and I'd be back up like working on it, trying to get things squared away, you know, around my day job and things like that and around his family time and things like that. Yeah. And uh, I think that a vacation was a long time in the making. I, you know, and uh, well, I hope and that we can a... let let him take it more often, you know. Yeah, well, at the same time, too, uh, it's good for us to do this because he's got, uh, you haven't heard, um, I, I think we can say this, right? Yeah, he, he publicly announced this, right? Yeah, he, he put okay. it on Twitter. And people are yeah, saying, yeah. like, oh, is he not here because he had a baby? And, no, no, uh, but no, I, he hasn't I think had one he, yet. he hasn't had one yet. It's coming. But at the same time, I think they're trying to be like, hey, before it gets really crazy, Let's uh, take let's some time. Some, let's some, take some quality time. The weather is nice and hot and warm. And if you know anything about the Oregon coast, uh, if it's hot here, where in the valley, it's actually probably pretty nice yeah. at nighttime because you got the nice cool breeze coming in from the sea. Oh, yeah. So it's probably like 80 degrees, 85 degrees over there. Maybe even less than that, you know? Yeah. I swear, it's usually like... Well, he, he had a coat on too, So, but I bet it's probably pretty relaxing. Right now, where he is, it's 55 degrees. Oh, you know what? I would take that right now. I yeah. would so take that. Because uh, right where I am, yeah, it's 84 here. I was going to say, it's about 20, 20 degrees difference, but that's even bigger than what I would have guessed. But Well, also, we're in probably non-cool uh, rooms, so it's, the, the heat is retaining. Well, I... 
I, I'm sure my room is closer to like a hundred. <laughs> yeah. I, so. I, I looked up the weather online for my town. So, but um, uh, yeah, I, I, Jeff, Jeff deserves a break. So that's what's happening. And we're sharpening our skills so we can uh, eventually give him more breaks and um, stone sharpens stone or, you know, iron sharp, sharpens iron. There you go. Essentially. So um, that way he's going to get some rest when he comes back. He's going to be more alert. We're going to be more seasoned. Better show. I like it. Uh, all right. Well, but speaking of weather and well, warm times. Yeah. Speaking of, yeah. of better. Of better. And uh, you, you got the pool. And how, let me ask you this, Rhett. You ever do uh, a barbecue yet? Pool party barbecue? Oh, I did a pool party barbecue. Yes, sir. Yeah. That's right. And I bet, you know, some people have this problem of burgers, steaks. But then you think to yourself, what beer do I have with it? How do I pair my beer with my food? What is it going to be? Is it going to be a, it's a never cheap a problem beer? For me. <laughs> is it going to be Rainier? Do I need an IPA? I'm having beef. Should I have a stout? I don't know. Well, the good people over at Spiceology have teamed up with New Belgian Brewing to bring you their special blend of spices infused with New Belgium beers. A six-pack can get you um, essentially all these specialty spices that are also infused with specific New Belgian beers. So you then know what beer also pairs well with these spices that will complement each other. So you can get uh, a citrus ginger that is complementary to the Voodoo Ranger because it's also made with Voodoo Ranger. Yeah. So they have some pretty cool stuff. It's about 46. They'll sell you each individual pack for about 14 bucks or the six pack for um, 42 bucks. But see, they got the citrus ginger, habanero grapefruit. That one sounds good. I, yeah, it I does. Like that. Uh, hot honey, uh, uh, Moroccan tangine seasoning, uh, a summer barbecue seasoning, and sweet and sour. And each one of those is made from a new Belgian beer and with a dehydrated new Belgian beer in it. And it's supposed to complement that beer as well. So you can go and grab a voodoo ranger and go throw some new Belgian citrus ginger on some chicken and they'll complement each other. I like it. Kind of cool. Uh, give it a go. Or a seasonal, you know, you like doing dry rubs or stuff like that. I do like doing dry rubs on chicken um, and some steaks. Um, I'm more of a, a chicken barbecue type of a guy. Steak, I take a bit more serious. But not, I'm not like one of those purists or anything. But uh, chicken, I'll be like, ah, I'll experiment. Throw this on here. Throw that on here. It's chicken. It always tastes good on the grill. And then I just drink an IPA. So, But I don't know. If you are that type of person, I, I like this. I wouldn't mind trying this. This would be kind of a fun even summer video of like actually – Getting all of those beers, although I think it'd probably be more expensive to buy all of those beers, the the six different varieties, because I think they only come in, you know, like six packs. So I'd have to buy a six pack of each. Right. Um, and then and then the forty two bucks on the spices, so I'd probably end up spending around a hundred dollars. Yeah, that's how they get uh, you. So uh, don't know. Yeah, but you pick which one you want. You know, I'm saying yeah, like that's. No, it sounds good. They all sound good. They all sound really good. <laughs> the citrus ginger seasoning sounds great. I'd 
habanero grapefruit sounds really good. I mean, I think I like the first three. Even hot honey sounds great. So hot honey, I do, I do, I make a um, a honey chicken uh, with a, a honey glaze, brown sugar, paprika, cayenne pepper, and red chili flakes, uh, and I throw a little bit of uh, tapatio in there for oh. a little bit of a Mexican kick, um, and then I glaze that uh, on my chicken and uh the it'll caramel over so your skin gets this sweet and heat and so you have this really sweet and heat uh chicken skin and it's really good dang my mouth is watering i think it's just sweating from the heat yeah you're probably right <laughs> <laughs> oh steve says jeff is in the transporter buffer i like that one yeah we'll let him out in what, how long was Scotty in there? Like 47 years? Yeah, something like that. Something what a like great that. episode, by the way. I, You know, I, I liked that episode. A lot of people didn't, and I liked it. I think it's great. I think it's called Relics, right? Something like that? Yeah, I think that's what, that's what it was. The Dyson Sphere. I think that the interesting science behind keeping himself locked in the transporter pattern array buffer is was just like really clever use of Star Trek, you know, like hand wavy science. Like, plus it was, it was great to have a classic character in TNG, even for a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't we know. We all know Dr. McCoy had a scene in there, but it wasn't like the Dr. McCoy we know. Yeah. You know, episode one doesn't count. Uh, but yeah, no, I liked Scotty. I mean, he's just a flamboyant character. And I think he really came more about of the character in the movies he kind of he kind of became you know big scotty instead of little scotty yeah um but uh even then too you know it took me a long time to i think it was maybe five or six years ago i actually realized that he was missing a finger for the long really i did not know that for like until about like five years ago i didn't know that until about five seconds ago so oh yeah no he so he is a world war ii vet yeah and he lost a finger. And so if you watch, it's I believe it's his le- uh, right hand. He lost his ring finger. And so he's always like this. And uh, one of the more prominent ones is like Trouble with Tribbles. They always try to only have him holding one thing. Yeah. But he has to hold a bunch of Tribbles, and it's like this. Oh, wow. And, so, and uh, yeah, he's missing a finger because he blew it off. I think a, a, a bomb or something blew it off. Dang. No, but yeah, he he was he's actually a decorated war vet. So, oh, that's cool. The only one I can think of that's missing a finger is um, and I, it's funny because I can never not forget his name until just now. But um, the uh, one of the guys in the Good, the Bad, the Ugly. Um, oh, um, not Blondie and not uh, whatever his name. The is. Mexican or the uh, yeah, the, the sheriff other. dude. Yeah. Um, God, that's. Uh, I, he was also in a. Fistful of dollars, yeah, or a few more dollars more. The second one, sure, he was uh, Lee Van Cleef. There we go. Yeah, um, he's missing. Uh, I think the tip of his uh, middle finger is like blown off. Not blown. I don't know what happened to it. Why did I say blown off? There, um, a, there's someone. There's another actor who has like a blown off finger too. Curious. <laughs> now I'm just, gonna Google. Like, all right, let's just actor. Google actors who have their fingers blown off. <laughs> Um, 
celebrities missing fingers. So, oh, well, Johnny Depp is missing a tip of his finger, but that's like not much. That's recently, too. Christian Bale, that's right. Christian Bale lost the tip of his finger. Wow. I remember that. That was recent. Um... While you're reading up on that, uh, Elliot Hanford says, will episode 200 be a special event and have everyone? Um, yeah, chances are. Um, Good chance. We might have everyone, and it might be a fun, like, in-person live event. And there actually even might be something even more special, too, is that if you are around us, might be able to even stop in and say hi. Yeah. If you're local to the area, we're going to be blowing it up uh, once all the details are finalized. Unfortunately, it's only about a month away, so clear your schedules for uh, September 8th. We do have to finalize some details first. So, you know, there are a chance things could slip through the cracks. But I feel pretty confident in saying that we're going to be doing a live in-person event um, at, hopefully, a local brewery. One of our favorites. One of our favorites. Definitely, probably, probably my favorite. So. In that town? Definitely. Oh, yeah. 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 Definitely. Like, my favorite south of Oregon. Yeah. Oh God, yes! Oh, My favorite God, stout yes. of Oregon, best best stout in Oregon, and I'm talking. Uh, I don't want a breakfast stout, something super sweet. I'm talking. I can have this all the time. It's super smooth. Um, very good. Uh, yeah. So if you are in or close to the valley, Mid Willamette Valley of Oregon, Mid Willamette Valley area, you are going to be invited. If you are free to come in, stop by, say hi, uh, grab a pint. Uh, possibly if we can get it um, and say hi to all four of us. Yeah. So uh, guys, keep your eyes on the Twitter on Jeff's Twitter at craft competing. Keep your eyes on the discord server. If you are a member of that. And if you are not, it only costs as little as $1 a month. If you join our Patreon and we're going to be blowing it up on discord, we're going to be blowing it up on Twitter everywhere. As soon as everything's finalized for, and again, the 200th episode. And that's part of why we had to do this episode <laughs> without we Jeff. To keep the numbers consistent. We had to keep the numbers consistent. It was either this or we skip a week and we throw off all the work we've done. Um, so uh, now you all have a glimpse behind the curtain, but uh, I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, back Quickly back, the last actor I remember was Matthew Perry of Friends. Really? Yeah. He is missing the tip of a finger, uh, his wedding ring or a uh, ring finger. He's missing the nail section. So his whole, he doesn't have a nail. Yeah. Or what, uh, and uh, he did it before Friends. So if you look closely on all of the Friends episodes, Interesting. He's, got a, he's got a nub on one finger. That must be a really common thing. One of my friends from high school, we played music together and he worked on a farm and they had kind of got their gator driving around in a pinch and oh. he went to go like you know rather than staying in it uh he went to see if he could push it out and essentially something slipped and the plastic fender of the gator was caught on a rock and so the plaster gate fender was like lifting up and he put his hand down there and it came off the rock and oh. sw- swung back into position and it scraped the tip of his finger off oh. and he went to the hospital 
and it was just a mangled mess and they had to amputate it right at the knuckle joint. Um, oh yeah. No, uh, I, I almost, I had, I cut my knuckle a year and a half ago and I cut it deep. I saw the bone and, uh, uh I, I played it cool and it was like, no, 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 just, just give me a beer and, and, and some super glue. And, uh, I, I should have gone to the doctor. Oof. Uh, I, I am going to have a nice, uh, thick callus. It's already growing there. Uh, I, I probably won't be able to bend this finger too well into my fifties. Uh, it's pretty, it's pretty thick. Like all, all of this is, um, callus in there. It's, it's all solid, Oof. you know, skin. So, uh, should have gone there, but if they did, might've been amputated. So uh, at least I have a finger. Yeah. My wife actually like a, a mirror broke on her hand and the glass came down and it sliced her thumb in half vertically, like along the bone. Uh. <laughs> you know and the worst part is dude it's like a, she goes to the er dude and this this er doctor was like may as well have been like working in a butcher shop he's like yeah i don't know i guess i'll try and put a tourniquet on it but like you hear tourniquet and you're like great what a good idea stop the blood like tie something onto it no yeah. dude he gets these like gasket things and he holds her thumb up and like presses the two meat flaps together and he tries to roll this thing down and at one point, it splits the two meat flaps, and it's like. <laughs> and anyway, then they stitched her thumb, and it's super messed up. She can't use her phone screen anymore because it doesn't know oh, how to like register. It yeah, it? <laughs> it recognizes it, but it recognizes it in the wrong place because and it's all like misshapen. Weird. It's pretty cool looking to me, but she's not too thrilled about it. Um, <laughs> but you know, uh, yeah, you know what would suck though is if like. Uh, you were, uh, your like almost whole hand was cut off. Um, similar to say, uh, someone that we kind of know, uh, uh, a fellow named Luke Skywalker, his hand was cut off. This is, yeah, this is a great segue, yeah. by the way. I know. Right. Did you this like is that? a great segue? <laughs> 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 and, uh, but so I think everyone remembers that at least seeing that growing up and, and hearing about that. Well, you and I, maybe not growing about, but at least watching that movie and be like, oh, this is awesome. We super appreciate it now. And then the fact that someone, say, like, burns alive and loses all of their flesh in a, in a volcano because they didn't have the high ground. But if you want to live in that universe and possibly one of those things happens to you, Disney is going to offer you that option for $6,000. Well, not really, you know, cutting anything off, but Disney's, galactic star cruiser hotel their brand new uh star wars theme hotel is now uh offering you a package for four uh to go to a galaxy far far away for a miserable miserable six thousand dollars six thousand dollars of course covers a family of four and all meals but good god six thousand dollars $6, it's two days, two nights, everybody. So yeah, so three, so essentially three days. Yeah. So, uh, well, two, two, two and a half days. You probably get to like twelve o'clock. You know, get kicked out of the hotel, the cantina. They got the. They probably sit there and say, "You're not well. Your kind's not welcome here anymore." Something along that line, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, okay, I. I love the Star Trek and Star Wars franchise. I love them both. Uh, maybe not so much the prequels and uh, even some of the newer ones. 
the original ones I love. Sure. Uh, I love the uh, authenticity of that world because it's very practical and it's very cool. And it, it seems more grounded than I would say, say, Star Trek. Um, so I like that. I want to be immersed in that. And I think Disney does a very good job of doing that with a lot of their theme parks. But my goodness, I don't want to spend $6,000 for two days. No. And not well, only this, this, this is what kind of gets me is like, you know, it's supposed to be this immersive experience. Um, and that's great. But what kind of makes me laugh is so you jump into a pod and you blast into whatever, and then your pod docks onto the Star Cruiser, but there's no windows. Instead, they've been replaced with nice screens that depict various space vistas, um, which is like kind of a cool, neat idea. Uh, I mean, I guess it, it isn't, I mean, you still get kind of claustrophobic of like, I'm not seeing outside because I think there are a lot of studies of like yeah. people doing that. And af over time, they're like, this isn't real. And I mean, it's like a, like a Vegas funny. casino at that point, I'm sure. Yeah. And okay. The other thing too is, yeah, it's $6,000 with your meal included and you're taking a family of four. Yeah. I don't know. Right. Have you ever been to Disney world, Disneyland? I've been, yeah, I've been to both. Yeah. And my God, the prices of buying merchandise yeah. there. And you bring two kids there and they're like, I want the lightsaber. I want the costume. I want this hamburger. I want this yeah. food that's supposed to be, you know, uh, they put dry ice in to make this fruit drink look like it's a, you know, a cocktail from over there. It's, if you think going out to eat with your family is expensive, just let's say a Red Robin or something, imagine going to Disneyland. So really, this is probably more about $9,000 after all paid expenses are done. Yeah. I would like to see a picture of the gift shop in, you know, in the star cruiser um, because I'm sure none of that's included. Yeah. Um, no, it's, I mean, I, I, so I went to Disney world for our honeymoon and uh, at that time that was a week and it was two, $2,000 and that was food, hotel and plane tickets. Yeah. But then, yeah, we ended up spending like another thousand dollars on stuff. Yeah, you know, of, of but we were there for a week. On top of that, yeah, I I went to Disney World in two thousand nine, and yeah, my whole family went. It was like one, two, three, four, five. It was five or six of us went, and I I wish I knew the cost, but you know, we were there. I think six or seven days total. And it was just like, yeah, they get you on everything. They get yeah. you on everything. And I remember like, oh, I should look at buying a, God, I can't remember if it was like a rain jacket or something, just something a little bit more. And it was like $125, you know, like for this oh, yeah. thin little, you know, water slicking. Yeah, thing, yeah, exactly. No, I, we, yeah, when we went to on the honeymoon, I didn't bring flip-flops and the water parks were open because we went in uh, first week of September. Yeah. And so the water parks were still open and they said, oh, you're actually required to wear flip-flops here. And I didn't <laughs> know that. So I had to go buy them and they were like $45. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I went to Disney World without flip-flops <laughs> and I had never worn flip-flops in my life, but my brother, for some reason, had brought two pairs. 
<laughs> and so he loaned me a pair, and it's been the only pair of flip flops I've ever owned, and I still wear them. <laughs> oh no, I was gonna say I still have them. If, if it wasn't for like two ye- two or three years ago, I was camping and on a bonfire, I melted them. No, and so they were my favorite pair. But again, too, probably because they were forty five dollars, you know. But there were every pair of flip flops that I've had from that then on. I'm like. Uh, these aren't good, but I only spend like nine dollars. Yeah, $8, yeah. You know, the much Walmart more reasonable. Special, much more reasonable. But I'm like, yeah, I see where that forty five dollars went. <laughs> these, those are comfortable. I like those. So um, what do you what do you think? Are you gonna you gonna try and get on the waiting list? No, I uh, I will not. I will say I wouldn't be surprised. If my sister does. They're actually at Disneyland right now uh they she she loves i think they do like a yearly trip um, I, they're, I, they're 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 one of those people right with their family they're yeah like, my oh, brother's the year. same way and it's and that's the that's the family vacation every year uh, and i don't understand it but right that's what yeah they do. i'm in you know, the same like, boat i i wish i could understand it but like even everyone's like well you got to be star excited about star wars land aren't you i'm like no, no. i'm not i don't man I, in 2009, Harry Potter World had just opened up in Florida, and I went to that, and it was cool and impressive. But like, I saw it, you know, 12 years ago. Harry Potter Land just opened up in California a couple years ago, a few years yeah. ago. I don't know how long, but it's like I saw it, and I was like, man, everybody's flocking to go see that. I didn't think it was like, I don't know. I guess I'm just a curmudgeon in that way, but I, uh, I don't know. Uh, well, and it's the cost make, too. It, it's a big part it of is, it. It is. I mean. I don't know. I, I see some appeal to escaping it, but man, I don't like, I don't like the crowds. I don't like going to the theme parks and waiting an hour and a half for that one ride that lasts, you know, 45 seconds. Yeah. Uh, you know, Oh wow, a three dragon hit me. whoop de do. Uh, yeah. I waited an hour and a half for this. Um, well, and it's funny. And there's so many memes about the people who like power use like the parks and they're like, well, if you don't like to, well, then you got to do this, this and this. And then you hit that and you get the fast pass over here and you blah, blah, blah. And, and then it's just like my sister was like, yeah. oh, that's, that's exactly how they because they've they've been there every year. So they yeah. know how the system works. And it's just like, ah, it's not worth it to me. I would rather do like a camping trip, uh, a beach trip or something, you know, yeah. something view natural scenery, I guess. But yeah. That's me. You know, you know, if I was going to do something like that, I, like I'm not even big into cruises, but I'd pick a cruise over something like that, like an actual cruise on the ocean yeah. that has stops, oh. you know, not like yeah. <laughs> um, not not just like I'm going to go to this hotel room and there's going to be screens on yeah. the window that make it look like I'm on a cruise. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Again, ooh, maybe I'm uh, the wrong person for all this, but maybe I mean, I can see the appeal of like once every 10 years. OK, sure. But uh, I don't see the appeal of like yeah. going there opening day I'm, and, and, it, and being crowded yeah. and, and half the the park being not working. Because if you ever go to any Disney or theme park on opening year, nothing works. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, truthfully, I mean, I love Star Wars. I'm a huge Star Wars fan and I, I wouldn't go to something like this. So I don't know. I don't really have $6,000 to spend either, but... um. Somebody says, uh, Peter Pensy says, just got here. What happened to Jeff? Why are we talking about fingers? Uh, we're just talking about yeah. fingers because um, I don't really know why. Uh, well, how did we it was a good fingers? segue into Star Wars. But anyway, Jeff's uh, yeah. on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Jeff, Jeff needs a break. So, so we're um, here holding it down. Um, yeah. Also, uh, Tanmay has a really good point. You're locked inside a different space. I would just get a VR headset. Uh, yeah, that would be kind of interesting too. So, um, dude, I saw you moving out of the corner of my eye because I have my second display with oh, yeah. the chat, like way over on the other side of the room. And I saw this arm moving. I was like, who the hell's in here? <laughs> <laughs> scared me. Um, we got two more stories to get through. Yeah, we can probably get through them pretty quick. This one's a fast even, one. Yeah, maybe even do some just, hey, any questions for Rhett and John? But see, if, if you... We, get, if, we never get any of that stuff. If, that's true, yeah. Guys, if you want to go to an exotic land that's far away, um, you know, you could spend $6,000 and you could uh, be transported to a, a spaceship in the Star Wars universe. Or you can wait until September... 2022 and you can watch amazon's release of the lord of the rings tv series it's finished filming and it officially has a release date uh you guys might recall it was slated to be uh released i think in 2021 yeah it was in production since early 2020 but obviously the state of the world has slowed things down considerably um so, yeah, it should be kind of interesting. It takes place uh, in the Second Age, um, which, you know, the movies also took place in briefly right before the Third Age, I think. So, um, so this is supposed to take place before correct. The Fellowship. Correct. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. So it's, we should go ahead. hopefully still theoretically see some original, some original characters. Yeah. Like uh, it says here, the flashbacks that take place at the very beginning of Fellowship of the Ring are notably and distinctly the Second Age. So um, there you have it. It'll be, you know, that time when, you know, Galadriel and Elrond and all these folks were at the peak of their power. So it should be kind of interesting. It doesn't look like um, there's much other information to go off of. But I thought it was kind of fun because I've been looking forward to it, of course. Uh, the Wheel of Time is another one of Amazon's big properties that um, is going to be released later this year. So some big fantasy works um, coming out, and no, it's kind of fun. Yeah. Amazon does some pretty good job. Uh, I think their budget is a lot nicer than, say, Netflix's. Yeah, uh, I, they, saw they that, I saw that this slower. series cost them $465 million, <laughs> so... Which is uh, huge. I, although I, I mean, like, I'm a big fan of what is it, the the Lost Boys or not? What was the superhero one? I really like the that boys. One. The boys, the boys. Yeah, I really like that one. Yeah, I, I did think too. That's a, that was a that's a fun series. Um, they took over the I, Expanse, which is really great. Yeah, uh, I think I think Amazon's budget is spent uh, better on graphics, and they are telling better stories than say your standard Netflix series and Netflix seems to just burn and churn, burn and churn. And yeah. Amazon, they're hit and miss, but when they hit, they hit really, really good. Yeah. And that's the thing. One so, of my big problems with Netflix shows is like, let's say you have a 10 episode season of something. The first like five episodes are really good. And then like the net, like two or maybe even three episodes, like episodes like maybe five, six and seven are like, Eh, or maybe six, seven, eight, or kind of, eh. and then it just comes back and it slams dunk dunks on the end. But it's yeah. like, yeah, there's like two or three episodes in there I didn't really need or care about. Like that was like there's my big problem with like, yeah, yeah, that was like my big problem with like a lot of like Jessica Jones. Like even though I loved Jessica Jones and all the Marvel like ones the that Marvel Netflix stuff. did was yeah. so good. 
I totally could have seen like those being like three episodes shorter each. Exactly. Yeah. And even like I would like Daredevil just kicks it out of the park. Like, but I remember like season three isn't really like rewatchable to me because there's just so much like, I don't know. It just doesn't hold up nearly as well. It's still a great season. Um, yeah, no, but there's I like a lot more filler. There's a lot more slow burn stuff. Season, that... Well, it, it seemed like they kept trying to be like, okay, we're going to use Daredevil to launch other people's see all the other series. Yeah. And, and, or hint at it somehow where season one was like a very good origin of Daredevil. And it was a really a, well done aspect that not too many people usually thought of. It's kind of almost like Batman begins. We talk. It talked more about the origin and how he struggled, and he's not even in the red suit. Yeah, ninety nine point nine percent of the time, he doesn't even till the very last episode. The you know last yeah, which was epic. Minutes. Which was epic. It's great, and I was like, oh, I can't wait. And that built built up to season two. And not um, only that, the fighting was just so good to watch. Fighting the choreography amazing. was really good, yeah. and that was the bad part. It was the Iron Fist or whatever. Uh, you know, I liked the choreography, but yeah, it wasn't as good. It didn't feel as like visceral and, and uh, stuff is like the choreography. It was just it was fun to watch, but it wasn't as like it didn't feel as like realistic or you know. Yeah. Um. Uh, but man, season two Daredevil, dude, the whole Punisher arc was amazing that was a great i i really enjoyed that but again that get get back to the idea of they just used it as a segue yeah to well, be like oh here's in, we're gonna introduce other characters i think that it, like the electra arc was there to add a lot of drama and stuff but i feel like the electra arc was the weaker part of that season whereas yeah. the punisher arc was just non-stop foot to the gas like well done and the guy who played the punisher uh he's a great actor i wish i could remember the, uh, his name but the walking the guy from walking dead yeah uh so uh, apparently um i i saw some rumors that so the the actor that plays daredevil he will be confirmed as matt murdoch in the mcu the, in the mcu not that matt murdoch but still matt murdoch so yeah. he will be matt, essentially matt murdoch and also that actor will also be considered as the Punisher. He will be making an appearance in Marvel movies. He was maybe, so I don't good. think it's a Marvel movie. I think it's a Marvel TV series. Well, there was but, a Marvel TV series for Netflix that well, was the Punisher. No, no, the, the, the MCU series. The, oh, the like they're Disney. doing with like Loki and stuff? Well, it's like Loki. So he's supposed to make an appearance as Punisher. I'd be down for that. Dude, he so was... Confirming, confirming, I thought he did a pretty good Punisher. He, he made a very convincing Punisher, so... Yeah, I think so. You know, and I loved the... Uh, you know what was his name? The Jane, um, Jane Thomas Jane, um, Punisher oh. movie with like John Travolta. Like I thought that was great. Yeah, I know. Uh, did you ever watch the uh, the YouTube uh, one he did uh-uh. uh, called the Punisher? There's a YouTube short he did after the the Punisher movie. It was great. Uh, it's him like it's it's that actor. He's washing. He's at a uh, um, dry cleaner, washing his clothes, and then this kid gets starts beaten up by a gang. And he walks over, and there's a liquor store, and he buys a bottle of Jack Daniels and, and takes a drink out of it and then beats the crap out of the gang. Yeah, I kind of remember that, actually. Uh, and then and then it was like, oh, he goes to his shirt in the dry washer, and he finds a hole in it, throws it to the kid, <laughs> and it's the Punisher shirt. Yeah. He's like, oh, that's epic. So, um, Oh, that's but no, cool. Another, another thing that got confirmed was um, the Kingpin, the same actor who did Kingpin. Yeah, Vincent uh, D'Onofrio. Yeah, he's going to be uh, Kingpin in the Marvel Universe. 
That'd be great. He was he was yeah, really he good was, too. He was a really good. Everybody player. in those in those series like really nailed it. And yeah. and then you know Jessica Jones was great, but yeah, the whole spinoff for Luke Cage, I, I wasn't too impressed with. But dude, David Tennant, of course, in season one of Jessica Jones was fantastic. Like that that was really great. Like Marvel kind of riffs and kind of keeping it in continuity with uh, the other MCU stuff was kind of fun. They alluded to it a lot more in the early seasons, and then they just forgot about it and cared. Uh, they didn't care at all as it went on but um but anyway um speaking of things that uh get pulled quickly no wait it go bad i don't know i'm not as good as this as as you are but um there's no easy way to say this but anyway uh earlier gosh yeah today wow today today it was today um there was a pair of playstation 5 dev kits that uh made an appearance on ebay before they were quickly taken down quickly pulled uh it's an interesting thing because if you take a look at that box that uh, that doesn't look anything like a playstation 5 no uh and there was uh the interesting thing about this this a similar thing happened with the playstation 4 it did get sold but it actually uh, uh got sold and purchased and the person took it home but it didn't work uh he was locked out of the hard drive Oh, so, right. because he needed uh, administrative rights. But this got pulled even uh, very quickly. But the interesting thing about it is this is what the original first patent uh, looked like for the PlayStation 5. Yeah, that's what it's I was a, thinking, yeah. It's a giant V, which looks hideous as hell. I would, uh, oh my God, I would never want this as a console. This thing's huge. It's the size of... Those old style um, surround sound system, you know, uh, amplifiers that you hook like every single thing yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's huge. You can can see it by the comparison of the controller, and it it's almost uh, the it's the size of the controller plus probably another fifty percent. Uh, and yeah. the V cutout has all the air vents, and it's just that thing is a beast. It's a massive thing. Yeah. Well, so, um, the beauty of a dev kit is it doesn't have to look pretty. It just has to work. But um, yeah, but yeah, I not a design I would have landed on either. But you know, <laughs> yeah, not a design I would have landed on. Some Twitter, some Twitter guys got a couple of snapshots. So if you yeah. uh, do uh, did get to see this on eBay, one of the the likely few, I think it was only up for an hour or so, then got pulled. Um, but yeah, that's. Uh, those do exist. Maybe we'll see them out in the wild in like 20 years. We've seen a couple stuff like that for auction ago. We saw the Nintendo and PlayStation combo recently, a couple months back, go up for auction. The only single known um, uh, system ever made with the CD-ROM drive that was originally supposed to be made for the PlayStation. Um, maybe in 20 years, we'll see something like this. Could be in fun. In the hands of someone and go for, you know... $500,000 or what? I don't know. I don't think PS5 really has that big of a following as, say, the Nintendo and PlayStation split or possible merger. But still, um, yeah, I don't know. It, Absolutely. It, it's interesting. It's it's not a design, but maybe it is more for just developers. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, um, it would have been interesting to place a bid, but, uh, you know, alas... We're just not fortunate enough. So um, that's it for all of our news stories tonight. Yeah. 
And um, if anyone, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I would, well, I was going to say, I would love to open it up to people to, to chit chat, but just basing it off the chat, I think that uh, we're, we're a little ways ahead of everybody. So I don't know if it's going to be very fruitful, but. Yeah, I don't know. I would, uh, I, I mean, I'd like to just because it's our only opportunity to ever do it. But yeah, it, I'm, I'm seeing even on live, we're not even up to the PS5 article. Yeah. We're so, still talking Daredevil. Yeah. So, um, not, um, it is, it is past 10. So we, we, we could enjoy everyone on the super secret chat afterwards. I would say that that is a great trade off. Um, I, I'm right there with you, John. I, I wanted to do it too, but I'll tell you what, I'll, uh, I'll go ahead and sabotage Jeff so that he has another vacation or sick day lined up and uh, we'll, we'll get these streaming issues squared away so that next time we can yeah. get the Q&A out of the way. I like it. Um, so guys, like John was saying, uh, after every Wednesday night, even after these ones, we got the super secret, uh, super secret after show and it takes place in our Discord server that you can join for only a dollar a month over on patreon.com slash craft computing. A dollar a month gets you early access to all of Jeff's at craft computing's videos on YouTube. And it gets you access to the discord where you can talk to me and John and the other hosts from talking heads. Um, and we always have a great time in there, especially on Wednesdays, super secret after That's show right. where we're going to be jumping into John, go ahead and, uh, Give us some of your pluggables. Yeah, so if you want to, if you like the beer content on this channel or the stuff that Jeff does, if you're liking to do a bit more of an in-dive depth, um, go ahead and check out my channel, Hops and Brews. Uh, you can follow me on basically anything on that: uh, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, um, Facebook. What about uh, TikTok? And, uh, you know, I do have a TikTok. Thanks to Big Big Spoon. <laughs> uh, I do only have like three videos up, and mostly what I do is just post the B-roll. And then TikTok then takes it down because it says my pure uh, um, free music, royalty-free music, is apparently against their royalty issues. So it takes it down. And I'm not enjoying TikTok as much as I thought I would. So do you have to use, like, copyrighted music on TikTok? I, 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 I don't know. I think you have to use their music. But I use copyright-free music off of YouTube. 